The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominique De Prima on First Things First. Right now is time when we usually look at uh, national issues, freestyle phones, whatever's on your mind, 800-920-1580. 800-920-1580. We can talk about it. Um, we had somebody call that wanted to know the info for the Toss It Up Salads place. You go to tossitupsalad.com. Um, tossitupsaladinc.com. Uh, you can also call 800-483-5510, and, and you can call them between 11.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. You can also go to the Crenshaw Farmer's Market, uh, the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall, from 10 to 3.30 on Saturdays. See them at the farmer's market and it's toss it up salads on Instagram and any of those spots you can order. Um, she said they'll deliver it if you order 15 bucks or more. Other than that, you can get on a meal plan. So they're, they're ready to get you to eat your vegetables. Uh, as I used to always say on the Steve Harvey morning show, those who remember uh, those days, I used to always say eat your vegetables and I mean it. So yeah, Trump won uh, in as our <laughs> Black Information Black Information Network news said uh, on their report. Trump won in New Hampshire, and I think a lot has been made is being made of that. That um, you know, this means that basically he who shall not be named, the former president, has clinched the nomination. It means that he's probably going to be the presidential candidate for the Republican Party, blase, blase, blah, that this was um, Haley's last best chance because New Hampshire is a little bit more, um, I want to say moderate, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. But I I think one of the things that is not being talked about as much is the fact that he didn't win by a landslide. He won by like 10 points. I mean, that's a lot. You don't want to lose by 10 points. But it's not like how he was pounding, um, you know, DeSantis and these other candidates, the Chris Christie's of the world who were, were getting 1% and 2%. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley. To me, she is a skinnier Donald Trump in a dress. I mean, she's she speaks better than he does. She doesn't you know, space out and start talking about cabbages or whatever in the middle of the speech. And she doesn't have that cult-like aura around her where people are getting into the level of follower where they're actually worshiping uh, the 45th president. So I guess you could look at those as pluses. But when it comes to policy, and as we recently saw, her view of history, her view of how this country should be run, her foreign policy. She is unmistakably Confederate. I mean, there's no question about that. And I think because she is less um, 12 flavors of crazy, people give her, bestow upon her some kind of um, reasonableness in policy that she does not deserve. But I do think that for people who just want to say Trump is unstoppable and he's this and he's that and it's a done deal, and even if it is, the fact that he only beat her by 10, 11 points, and, you know, that that's a lot. 
But when you consider the rest of the field just dropped out, when you consider that um, Trump is seen as unstoppable, 10 points is not, I don't know that he should be spiking the football for that. I mean, a, you know, a nowhere near funded like you person uh, who doesn't have the devoted, um, you know, it's like the beehive, the tea hive, <laughs> the MAGA tea hive. That's actually a decent showing. Um, Trump said she did very poorly, actually. She had to win. That's a quote. But that's, not, I mean, yeah, she wanted to win, and I'm sure she was disappointed. And the thing is that she's being called upon to step down by many Republicans. But the fact is she she made a respectable showing, 44% of the vote. Um, and the fact that she uh, is was even a threat now, she doesn't, some, I, I heard, um, Hannity saying yesterday that she should step down before um, South Carolina because um, if she loses in her home state, it would make her look bad when she runs in 2028. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know that anyone will be going, oh, but she lost her home state against Trump when Trump is the behemoth which is who is rolling over everybody else, including the uh, not-so-golden boy from Florida. Um, we'll see. South Carolina has their primary on February 24th, and one of the reasons that I hate the fact that we have these tiny little very, very white states first, and the reason that Democrats tried to change it um, to the first one being South Carolina is because it's not representative of the country. Much like our Senate, much like our Electoral College, um, it kind of props up a system that's not reflective of the majority of Americans uh, by giving New Hampshire and, uh, and Iowa outsized influence in the race. you got these two tiny places where, you know, where the population doesn't reflect America, and yet they, even though Democrats move their first primary, they're still having the same outsized impact on the Republican lineup. I mean, yeah, it, like I said, it's Coke or Pepsi. Uh, Trump or, or Nikki Haley is both a disaster for our country. But um, the fact that, you know, this these tiny spots have more clout than they should. It's, it's something we need to fix. Um, and because Dems pulled out of New Hampshire, there was a write-in contest for Biden, which he, uh, write-in campaign for Biden, which he not at all surprisingly easily won. The Huffington Post has a story, it's, it's a, it's, which is a study in innuendo. Ex-Pence aide recalls Trump-Haley Oval Office moment that left her in shock. And she's talking about how he loved her so much. Uh, he who shall not be named. The former president loved Nikki Haley so much when she worked for him. The The rumor always was that they were lovers. Um, this article does not say that because apparently it's not substantiated. But what it does say is that he would fawn over her and she's the only person that left the administration and got a, a party and a loving send-off. Well, he's not loving up on her now. He's um, making fun of her and uh, belittling her, but 
Of course he is because he's got no one left to pick on. Everyone else um, has pretty much, everyone with any chance at all has pretty much dropped out of um, the Republican race. She says she'll stay in um, at least until South Carolina, but we'll see. We'll see what she does. Um, and I think, you know, I don't care. Tim, like I said, to me, it's Coke or Pepsi. They're both bad for you. Bad. I, I'm not a, can you tell I don't love Coke or Pepsi? But the point is, I don't think it matters in terms of either one of those in the White House is a disaster. But I do think that, um, you know, it's good for the Republicans to have to fight it out a little bit. I know some folks are saying it's better for Biden if Haley gets out now because he can focus just on Trump. But I don't think that's a make or break moment. Let's go to Ron calling us from Richmond. Good morning, Ron. Hey, good morning, Dominique. How you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing pretty good. This is my my, my first time talking to you this this year for 2024. Okay, so okay. Say, I guess it's too late to say Happy New Year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Happy! I wish happy happy twenty four anyway. I hope your, your your year is going good so far. Thank so. you. Same to you, by the way. Um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I didn't have no um, no uh, specific topic. I was just listening to you talking about Trump and everything going on. Well, if you were in L.A., I would tell you you need to subscribe to these toss it up salads because I know you you're always you know working on your health, right? And oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think they delivered. I don't think they delivered to Richmond. <laughs> but in the bed. No, no, I'm too far away. That's, that's what I need to be eating though, some salad. So, yeah, big up to that. Um, to that spot out there. Yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah. I know everyone makes resolutions about our health and this and this and that, and I'm not really talking about that because I know it's like it takes depending on who you ask. It either takes 21 days or 60 days to create a habit. Um, and I've got myself yeah. drinking this like sea uh, moss <laughs> every day now <laughs> to try to get those minerals because it has all of almost all of the essential minerals that the body needs. I'm trying to do those little things so I can keep it sharp and uh, sassy on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's so. Yeah, um, yeah, you read my mind. You, you mentioned. I just heard you mention the. Uh, the, the Coke, and you said the Coke was with bad for you. I, I was drinking Coke yesterday. No, was it, was it a Diet Coke? Now, I'm not saying that because you need to, to lose weight. I just know that you, you fight diabetes, and the amount of sugar in a regular Coca-Cola is oof, enough to knock, a knock a person out. It takes five gallons of water to wash that one Coke out of your system. Whew. That means you'd have That's to drink a, a gallon a day for five days just to get rid of that Coke. Okay, hold that thought, um, Ron from Richmond. Time for news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come, when we forward, come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. Power. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. So Ron from Richmond called just to say what's up, and I I forced him to go down the rabbit hole of thinking about <laughs> how we take care of ourselves. And it's so funny, Ron, because we had Queen Afua on uh, a couple weeks ago. I try to start out 
every new year with some spiritual, physical, emotional, mental health insight to help get us on a good path for the 12 months ahead. And I noticed that everybody vacated the chat room on YouTube. It's like, we don't want to hear it. Um, But it was a really great show with a lot of little insights about different things you could add to your diet or different recipes, uh, you know, ingredients that you could incorporate and how they can help specific things. I know celery, for example, is real trendy right now. Lori Harvey and all these folks are drinking celery juice every morning for weight loss. Um, But what they might not know, celery is also really good for stress. I mean, so are there things like that that we can do that actually help us feel better and have more energy. And I don't know if you guys notice, I've been doing a lot of those things. I just did a cleanse, drinking my sea moss. And I, I, I notice a difference on the air when I do it. I, it's easier for me to find my facts, to put my thoughts together, um, to get on a rant. <laughs> so to me that it only says, you know, imagine what's doing to the parts of yourself that you can't see. Um, just any little amount of increasing the vegetables, increasing the water, um, taking in minerals through, you know, sea moss or a multivitamin, especially as we get older. This New York Times article was really interesting because it says we can process fewer calories as we get older. So that means we need to make sure those calories have the things we need. Now, or you could just eat more and, you know, gain a few pounds, that's an option. But if you if you want to stay about the size you are and have the nutrition that you need as you get older, more of your calories need to be protein. Uh, you need to make sure that you have essential vitamins and minerals, which may mean taking a supplement, uh, a multivitamin, hopefully made with whole food, real food. Um, and so it's not just about eating less, it's about eating the things that are nutrient-rich so they help us to function better, have less pain, to have more, you know, better cognitive functioning, to um, preserve, you know, things we need like our vision and, and our reflexes. All right, Ron, you can you could yell at me now if you want. I don't want to hear all this <laughs> no, crap. No, no, I would never do that. No, that, no, every I'm, I'm taking heat. Listen, everything you said that that that. That sounds good, yeah. Because I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to improve on all that stuff. So yeah. I appreciate the info. And for those of us who have been labeled diabetic, uh, I as I have, although I, you know, I with strict diet and exercise, it doesn't show up anymore. I um, just a lot of protein. You need a lot of protein. We need to get away from eating bread, crackers, chips. You know, I love potato chips, and pivot towards more. You know lean meats, or if you're vegan, legumes, beans, broccoli is full of protein, asparagus is full of protein, uh, things like that, even tofu, if you know how to cook it right. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, you just mentioned bread and crackers. And all. Yeah, I got, a, I got a bad habit of snacking on that stuff, too. So I, gotta, I mean, most of us do. It's easy. It's convenient. Yeah. It's satisfying. Yeah. And it's addictive because the carbs turn in quickly into sugar, especially if it's white flour, which most of those crackers and things are. It quickly turns into sugar, so you might as well just eat a candy bar. That's what I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what's up. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I really got to, yeah, I'm going to really try to, well, I, well, I have to, yeah, get back on 
get back on track and start eating healthy. And you mentioned vegetables. Yeah, I had some mixed vegetables yesterday, so I'm going to start eating, <laughs> yeah, eating more vegetables. You know why I'm laughing at you, Ron? Because <laughs> you act like that's a special occasion like Christmas. I had vegetables yesterday. I mean, almost every nutritionist says that 80% of our plate should be vegetables. And the twenty that, that 20% that's left over should be some protein source besides vegetables, like, you know, if you want to do your lean meats or beans or tofu, and then a little bit of grains. But 80% of, of our plates at every meal should be vegetables and or fruits and vegetables. But I, I'm not really lecturing you because I'm talking to myself just as I'm the biggest carb addict. I could eat crackers, 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 crackers in, in potato chips, uh, French fries. Those are the things that I, you know, I'm in love with. But I think the key is finding things that are at least a little better. Like you don't have to become perfect all at once, but like eating nuts instead of chips. At least you're getting protein and good fats. Um, you know what yeah. I mean? Or for you, snacking yeah. on cheese instead of bread, because at least you're getting protein, even though some folks don't like the dairy in that. Um, and just finding little, like if you're gonna, if you're like me and you're a potato addict, try to switch to sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes actually help diabetics keep their blood sugar um, consistent. There's something in the sweet potatoes that helps regulate blood sugar. So it's not about you know suddenly living on arugula and tofu i mean if you can do it great i i can't not yet <laughs> it's, I heard that, yeah. know, okay. it's just I doing just, better it's not being perfect but it's doing yeah. better but when you say i had a plate of vegetables <laughs> like okay can we do that every day can we do that twice a day <laughs> <laughs> i feel you yep all right, well, thank you for taking my call, John. Thank you for calling, Ron. I hope you'll call me again. I promise not to talk to you about vegetables every time you call. It's all good. I need to hear all that information. I appreciate you, Dominique. All right, I appreciate you too. Thanks for the call. And for all my other KBLA delegates who are busy dodging the knowledge of Queen Afua <laughs> in your quiet moments, or maybe when you're just feeling optimistic about, um, you know, life, you can go wherever you get your podcast and listen to that show because it was actually really helpful. She had a lot of things thrown in there in between the beats that I didn't know. And I'm a health enthusiast, um, that, you know, we can turn our kitchen into a healing kitchen and it actually makes a huge difference. Like you're, you know, if, if you have loved ones that, um, their memory is, you know, sort of declining or you find your own memory declining, you know, taking in ashwagandha, for example, or cold pressed, uh, organic, uh, coconut oil. These are the things, um, ginkgo biloba, um, go to cola. These are the herbal and natural, um, things we can take in that can help keep our memory sharp. Um, and that's just one example. Look, if you ate vegetables, <laughs> Even if you got to 50% of your plate and not the 80% that uh, Dr. Rab, Dr. Sharita, Tabidi, Moja, and others want us to get to, even if you got to 50% veggies and 50% everything else, you will notice a difference. If you're able to do that for two, three weeks, you will notice a difference in the way you feel. Never mind how we look. Of course, we're all concerned about how we look, um, but or most of us are, but 
Think about how you feel. Do you want to have less pain? Do you want to have more energy? Do you want to be able to think more clearly? Do you want to be in crisis less often? Increasing the number of vegetables, increasing the amount of water you take in, and doing a little bit of exercise. You don't have to suddenly turn into Mr. Universe. Walking 20 minutes a day, seven days a week, or 30 minutes a day, five days a week, is enough to change your trajectory. It's not going to make you into a hard body, but it, what it will do is help you hold on to your, your memory, your cognitive functioning, and your ability to be mobile. People that walk 140 minutes a week, which is about 30 minutes, five, five days a week, keep their ability to walk and move around on their own for years longer than folks who don't. And there's tons of studies that show that. That's a small change. And I'm not talking about a resolution. I'm talking about a plan. You've already trashed all your resolutions. It's time to get to plans, experiments. It's really a privilege, right? You think of all the folks that it's, it's already too late for them to get up and do that. And we still have time. 20 minutes a day every day. That's like two walks around the block, right? Or 30 minutes five days a week. And uh, you can go to the park. You, you don't need to join a gym. You don't need to, you know, get a, an implant or, a, you know, a lipo or any of those things. You don't need to sit in a fancy chamber. Just go walk 20, 30 minutes, three to five times a week. I mean, five to seven times a week. Change the trajectory of the rest of your life. Okay. I'm talking to me too. Although I am a bit of a fitness and wellness enthusiast. Um, like Ron from Richmond, I was forced into that by being diagnosed with, uh, one doctor told me diabetes, the other one told me hypoglycemia or pre-diabetes. And I realized, well, by talking to Dr. Rab, that the things I needed to do naturally to combat, combat either of those conditions, even though they're considered opposite, are the same things. Exercise, drink water, practice stress management, eat more vegetables. Either if I, if I commit to, to those things, it would improve either condition. So whichever doctor was right, it wouldn't matter. Um, ha, happy new now. That's the right now. It's the commitment we make to ourselves in every moment. And Lord, the way this election season is shaping up, we're going to need it. It is looking, uh, this is a laugh to keep from crying moment. It's looking increasingly like we may have a, uh, a rerun in the White House in 2024. And if that is the case, my friends, we're going to need all of our mental and physical faculties to be intact. Love to hear from you. 800-920-1580. We are unapologetically progressive KVLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. COVID. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. So I wanted to follow up a little bit on the conversation about the layoffs at the Los Angeles Times. Um, they've laid off 115 people this round, 20% of their workforce. But this is already a shrink, a shrunken, a reduced workforce. They're, um, they started out with around 1,200 
staffers. They were down to 500. So that's already less than half of kind of what had been their baseline. Now they have cut another 115 positions. And we we talked about that strike, um, the one-day work walkout on Friday. The management of the paper had been trying to um, negotiate with the union to lift their first high, their um, seniority uh, requirements for who's laid off so that they can hold on to some of the people of color and younger people that had come in. Uh, and as, Sh- as Sherry um, Bell rightly pointed out, who knows if that was in good faith or a tricky maneuver meant to get rid of uh, one aspect of the contract. So the union did not agree to that. But what I'm reading is that as a result, many of the folks that were laid off were black, Latino, Asian, were, were BIPOC people and were younger people, which is a problem for the coverage uh, that the paper offers. I also want to add, and I think this is an important uh, component of the conversation that is not being amplified, and that is that it's true that print uh, print publications are in trouble. For whatever reason, billionaires are buying them. The LA Times is a billionaire owner. Jeff Bezos owns owns the Washington Post. And there are other examples that I can't think of off the top of my head, no matter how much CMOS I drink. But the point is that it's, it is the responsibility of um, the owner to make and, and, and the staff to make a paper appealing to the people you're trying to sell it to. I think they have a circulation of about half a million. It's not where they want to be, but it's still one of the more formidable papers in the country. But the model that Canada has, where they make big tech, i.e. Facebook, uh, Twitter, and others, pay a fee for posting those stories would probably have averted this crisis. The U.S. needs to pass a law. I mean, that's that's something that has to happen on a national level to make these big tech um, so-called news and information and social outlets pay their fair share <clears throat> for the journalism that outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, the L.A. Times, uh, San Jose Mercury News, the San Francisco Chronicle, these folks are doing the legwork. Their journalists are, are doing the research, the investigative reporting, they're writing the stories, and they're being utilized by other kinds of media. Now, if it was me, if I was the empress, I would have every <clears throat> large media outlet um, that's not print, that uses print as a resource, pay at least a tithe, at least a few pennies here and there. Kind of like what you have to do with royalties for music, right? Um, if you're NBC, CBS, ABC, I think they're just as, um, well, maybe not just as, but almost as culpable as the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world in terms of utilizing the content that is put forth by these print journalists and not paying for it, not contributing to it in any way. Meanwhile, these shrink and we get more and more misinformation. And in an election year, that my friends, is not a good thing. I think we're going to have to look at cracking down as Canada has done. Now, Facebook pushed back. They, they've they refused to post important stories about the wildfires in Canada, potentially uh, causing greater loss of life. But they eventually caved and started paying their fair share. 
And I think that's something we have to look at because we cannot afford as a democracy to have these big print outlets perish. It's not something that we should want. It's not something that we can afford and it will make America worse, uh, especially when we have, you know, all of these propaganda machines now uh, masquerading as news, a la Newsmax, a la Fox News, etc. Not too late to call me, 800-920-1580. We are KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Yes, you do. I'm glad you're here. You belong here. And here is KBLA Talk 1580. Let's go to Star calling us from Los Angeles. Good morning. Hi, Ms. Dominique. Hi. Hi. I was calling because um, I had sent you an email about basically kind of like what's going on on the sixth floor at Stanley Moss. There's so many evictions that have gotten fouled. Um, within the past few months, I'm sure you can imagine. And I sent an email over to the station. I was wondering if maybe you could get in contact with the mayor to help out with like what's really going on. People have been getting steamrolled over just small technical things. And, you know, there's so many people who don't deserve to be unhoused, like really made a good faith effort to keep up with the rent. And some of the property owners just didn't know the, the, you know, the renter protections that were in place. So is there any chance that maybe you could get in contact with the mayor about that? Well, I mean, the mayor typically comes on this show about once a month, um, mornings with the mayor. So we can definitely talk about it next time she comes. Uh, it's not like I, I, you know, I have her on speed dial, but um, definitely we'll, we'll bring that up. I know that, you know, eviction protection is a concern because when you, if you're talking about, getting a handle on the unhoused crisis. That means we're going to have to be able to stop people from getting evicted. Right now you have people getting housed, but still people getting unhoused at a faster rate. Um, And it sounds like you're saying that the landlords don't know about the eviction protections and the judges uh, are not enforcing it. It depends on the judge that you get. For instance, my landlady actually owed me money by the time she filed, you know, the eviction. Did you get evicted? I'm working on fighting it right now. You're fighting it. Okay. I got you. Wow. I wish we had more time because I'd love to ask you a million questions about what you're seeing there um, at, you know, in court and, and, you know, the kinds of things that are taking people down star. Hope you'll call me another day when we can, you know, get into this a little bit more. So I have even more of your concerns to bring to the mayor. I have thousands of little details for every tenant to watch out for. Okay, you're going to have to call me back earlier uh, so we'll have time to get into that. Right now we're about to talk to uh, Marquel Bridges about those 215 bodies found behind uh, prison farm camp thingy in, in Mississippi. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580.